Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Don't Miss This Podcast, a Come Follow Me study with Emily Bell Freeman and David Butler. We fill this show up with all the things we think you don't want to miss in the scriptures every week. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoy the show. Ready? <laughs> Hi, I'm David Butler. I'm Emily. I forgot Freeman. my name for a second. Welcome to Don't Miss This. <laughs> We're doing so good at showing you the board. Um, that's <laughs> <done>. twice. <laughs> we didn't have to do it last week. Speaking of, did you love our field trip last week? We told you you thought you we were wrong because we always say you're gonna love everything, but you really <laughs> did, didn't you? And, oh, and the song. What do you want to say about Izzy's song, everyone? You cannot marry her. She is on a mission right now. <laughs> and then after, you can set up all your grandsons and sons with her because that would be your best move of life. That's <laughs> so true. So that, I hope, we hope you loved that one. Some really fun ones still to come. So, and put that on your bucket list to go to Emma's house. I just, looking back on it... Um, as I watch that video, it it makes me teary every time thinking about Emma, but also like just that place to be in that place, like in her lawn and just and with all those po- sisters, you know, yeah, right oh. there with us. It just was the sweetest moment, and I really did walk away from there and thought, oh, God just loves the women of this church. Oh, well, all women. I just think there is a special place in His heart for women. And I walked away and thought, God loves all men. No, you did and not. He, <laughs> and he a gave special them place women. <laughs> but that that house is, I can't remember if we talked about it because it's been so long ago, but um, so, so much of the translation of the Book of Mormon happened there. So much heartache, so much rejoicing. There's just that house is just thick with memory mm-hmm. and spirit. If those, if those boards could talk. Right. right. Okay, new section today. This kind of like fall. Oh, happy Lent season, by the way. Hopefully you're liking that on our Instagram celebrating Lent with us in Easter. We hope you are. Um, Okay, back to 27. Uh, This kind of carries on from what's been going on. You remember from last week that we took you to Emma's baptism spot, but right away, right after the organization of the church, people are starting to get baptized. The persecution, remember they knocked down the dam. Um... Then they have to go rebuild it for the baptisms. And she's not even able to be confirmed because the mobs come and get Joseph. Well, section 27 is going to be the confirmation meeting for um, Sally Knight, who is Newell Knight's wife, and Emma. And so Joseph is on his way to go get some wine for the sacrament. And he's met by an angel on that trip to go get the wine. And this is what the angel says to him. The angel speaks in the name of the Lord and gives him this revelation. So I don't know. You can look through the Doctrine and Covenants and see if I'm right on this. But I can't think (laughs) of another section that doesn't really... Almost this one, the angel came to Joseph. Like he didn't ask a question here. At least there isn't one in the history. But the angel comes and, and on his trip and says, Don't buy wine from your enemies. You should make your own wine um, and then teaches them some lessons about sacrament and then he's like as long as I have your attention let's talk about a whole lot more so that's section 27 and something we like that he teaches right at the very beginning is he says to him this in in verse 2 
Um, something that matters and something that mattereth not. So in this particular situation, he says, what mattereth not, section 27, verse 2, is what you shall eat or what you shall drink when you partake of the sacrament. Um, it actually doesn't matter uh, what you use. And I don't know why he would have said that to him on that particular occasion. Maybe Joseph thought, oh, I can't make my own wine. We need to use really fancy, like the really expensive kind because it's for the sacrament. And maybe that's why, I don't know. But he wants to teach him, that doesn't matter. You've heard stories of potato skins, you know, that Ezra Taft Benson talks about in, in France during the war. And he says, it doesn't matter what you eat. He says, what matters is, in verse 2 also, that you do it with an eye single to my glory, remembering unto the Father my body which was laid down for you and my blood which was shed for the remission of your sins. So that's what we're talking about right here where we have on the study guide, what mattereth not, whatever what you use, and what actually matters in this situation. It's so fun to think about this because we're going to actually see that phrase a number of times in the Doctrine and Covenants. That mm. Every so often the Lord will come and he'll say, okay, in this situation, this doesn't matter. This actually does matter. And he kind of helps them to see where their priorities should be or where their eyes should be focused in that moment, which I love. And we learn a really great lesson. I'm going to go into this making sense of the Doctrine and Covenants because it gives us a little more insight into that day. It says this, Newell Knight remembered how he, Joseph, and their wives obeyed this revelation. They prepared some wine at our own make, he says in his journal, and held our meeting. We partook of the sacrament, after which we confirmed the two sisters into the church and spent the evening in a glorious manner. The Spirit of the Lord was poured out upon us. We praised the God of Israel and rejoiced exceedingly. And here is what I love about this that I think is so good and so interesting is that they they were going to go about this meeting. They were going to have this, uh, the confirmation, and they were going to have the sacrament, and they were going to have all of the things that make up Sunday for us. And as they were doing it, they wanted to make sure they were doing it exactly in the right way. And I love that for them, exactly the right way meant going far away to get this wine and bring it back. And that the Lord was like, no, that doesn't matter as much as this part, your eye single to my glory and remembering me. And as I was reading it, I thought, it makes me just think about our whole Sabbath day. And my daughter-in-law and I were having a conversation the other day about what do Sundays look like in our home and what did they look like when my kids were growing up and what advice did I have for her, for her kids as they were going to start raising their kids and what did I feel like were the most important things and it would be so fun to just say this it it actually it mattereth not other than if your eye is single to his glory and you're remembering him and the part of the conversation that we had that was the sweetest is I said to her inadvertently Sunday will either become a day that our kids look forward to or that our kids hate when we wake up every morning and it's all going to depend on how we enter into it and there are some battles that it just mattereth not it just doesn't i told her and there are some things that are so important in that day and as we talked i was saying to her you know how you prepare for christmas 
And as you are preparing for Christmas, there's certain music you listen to and there's certain clothes that we wear and there's certain traditions that we have that as soon as it starts getting Christmas, the Mm -hmm. night before, you can't even sleep because you are so excited. And what's the purpose of the day? It's remembering Christ. But isn't it amazing that we like count down for it 364 days of the year? And what if Sunday was that same way? What if you had certain music you listened to? What if you had certain things that were just traditions of that day that were like, we always do this. I have a friend who for as long as I have known her, they make homemade pizzas on Sunday, every Sunday, no matter what, they've never missed, ever. And I love that that is a look forward to, right? Mm -hmm. It's become something is a look forward to. And I loved when we read in this book, that one part where he's like, this was important, we took the sacrament. This was important, we confirmed those two women. But the phrases that you have are, and then we rejoiced in the spirit all night long. And I think when we learn to have our eye single to the glory, and we are remembering him, then the Sabbath and the sacrament and all of those things become moments of rejoicing that we yeah. can actually look forward to and they're just sweet yeah and it's, it just seems like a question that you want to ask in in all areas of your life what things actually matter and what things actually mattereth not particularly in some of these places you know within the church where we're like oh i feel like i'm supposed to do things this way mm-hmm. right how should a sacrament meeting go well let's ask the question what mattereth and what matters not. How should my presidency meeting go? Well, how should youth conference happen? Mm. What actually matters and what actually matters not? General conference. Our, our kids used to hate it because I focused so much <laughs> on what mattereth not, you know? Yes. And finally, Jenny and I settled on, and for our own scripture study. What if, you know, it's like, oh, this is the way you're supposed to do it. No, 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 no. Yeah. What actually matters and is And helps that, us remember him. Yeah. And, and our eye is focused on his glory. And we come together as a family yes. and we rejoice, right? So how are we going to do that for our particular family at this? How do I do come follow me? Mm. What mattereth? <laughs> right? <laughs> and what mattereth not? And what yes. mattereth not is get through every single verse or, you know, yeah. whatever it might be. But how do you remember him? It makes things so easy and, and feel that glory. And then it leads to that rejoicing, which is so awesome. It's just such a powerful lesson in one verse. Yeah. Then he kind of moves uh, moves to a new place where he's like, well, as long as we're talking about the yeah. sacrament, verse 3, let me give a commandment I give unto you, a revelation. Oh, I no, we already did that one. What Verse 4. You did that one too. I wanted to do verse 5. Okay, <laughs> and he says this. <laughs> he says, this is wisdom in me. Marvel not, for the hour cometh that I will drink of the fruit of the vine with you on the earth. This is a promise that he gave to his disciples when he was about to leave. And a promise for them to look forward to something that was going to come. Um, It's a second coming sort of promise Mm -hmm. and look forward to. Um, That language is second coming language. That I will come and eat of the fruit of the vine with you, drink of the fruit of the vine with you together again on, on the earth. And so he just like, as long as we're talking about sacrament, Let's talk about this. But the question is, how am I going to make it to that day? How am I going to get through earth? How am I going to get through all the years um, so that one day we sit down all together with Jesus, drinking wine mm-hmm. and the fruit, you know, and just that, the yeah. wedding feast that is to come, right? And so it seems like the rest of the section is kind of about like, 
here is what I'm going to give and here's what you can do to eventually be able to sit down all together in that great wedding feast when I come to the and world rejoice. again. Yeah, and rejoice. So nice. Wine is a symbol of rejoicing. I don't know if you know that in scripture, but it seems like there will be a lot of rejoicing. And you love that kind of where we're going to go here is he's like, let me just tell you how you're going to be able to stand. Let me tell you everything I'm setting up. I like to look at it as everything for your protection that is that I'm about to set up for you. And he's going to list people. And then he's also going to list um, things that we might visualize that will help protect us. And you love that. And I almost want to add uh, protection and enjoyment. Yes, right? Here's so good. There is something you can look forward to, but you can also experience the thrill of this along the way too. Right? Yes. Both. And I love that he's going to line up for us. Watch how I've protected you so far, Joseph. Watch how I've helped you be able to stand and it's almost as if in this chapter about what matters and what doesn't matter that he's like let me tell you some more things that actually matter that are going to matter to you i went through in mine and listed all of the names in the verses between 5 and 12 because it's so fun just to see who has come so far and what they're responsibility was. So you're going to see words like Elias, John, Elijah, Jacob, Isaac, Joseph, Abraham, Michael, Peter, James, and John. All of these people who have come to be part of this establishing and this restoration, but but this protection, that what's going to help you to be able to stand. And I love the thought of that as we enter in. And he kind of mentions it in context of like, let me tell you who's going to be there at that great wedding supper but the way that you read it when you read it is and let me tell you what each of them are going to bring to the table yes. that we're all going to enjoy yep. and so start with this list over on the right where where it says each has a part and it's neat to just think about go through each person and like okay what did moroni bring to the table oh well he brought the book of mormon and all the beauty and wonder that are in and that the fullness book. of the gospel right that that's contained in that book what did elias bring um, it says in verse um, seven about, excuse me, in verse six. Why well, I, I can't get the numbers right today, and <laughs> we're gonna be fine. Um, verse six, who Elias, whom I've committed the keys of bringing to pass the restoration of all things. I love that part. Yeah, sometimes Elias is a word that speaks of a single individual, and sometimes Elias is a word in scripture that talks about a multiple group of people that will bring each a part to bring about the restoration of all things. Next, John, the son of Zacharias, where he talks about he will restore that first priesthood unto you with those keys that we talked about on the banks of the Susquehanna River. Um, Elijah, who is going to bring the powers of turning the hearts of the fathers to the children, or what we call the sealing power of uniting the whole human family together. I love in 10 when he wants to talk about Joseph, Jacob, Isaac, and Abraham. And every time I hear their names now since General Conference when President Nelson gave us the challenge to look for the promises to covenant Israel, you start realizing that anytime you see Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob together, it is reminding you of the promises to covenant Israel. So that's what I wrote there. It's just that reminder of all of the promises that have been given to covenant Israel. Yeah, and it's, I love that phrase at the end of verse 10, by whom the promises remain. Mm. The promises that were made to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, our fathers, are still the promises that remain. They are still promises that have a fulfillment yet to come in, in their fullness. And it's so 
I mean, that's such a fun study, yeah. you know, to look at what those promises are and what we can watch for and anticipate. Um, and then Peter, James, and John, who he says, now we gave you a bigger spot to write down their stuff because it's almost like Peter, James, and John sum up all of them, right? I've committed to them the keys of my kingdom, who some of these other people had held at mm-hmm. one time, right? And a dispensation of the gospel for the last times. Um, to A dispensation is a time period when these gifts and promises and covenants and blessings are dispensed to the earth. Um, the apostleship that I'm going to give to them and for the fullness of times in which I will gather together in one all things, those which are in heaven and on earth. And it's like, it's this idea of I'm going to pull together all of these things, covenants, ordinances, powers, gifts, so that, verse 14, I may gather together all those who my Father had given me out of the world. So you love it. You just read across on that journal page where it talks about to gather in all things and all those that's the that's the work right of protection that's the work of helping everyone be able to stand is this great work and i love that he lays out for joseph watch watch how everyone's going to have a part in this and that there's going to be a culmination that there's going to be a rejoicing at the end is so awesome and i don't remember if we talked about this on here or just together but i i just really really love that distinction of um, usually when we talk about the restoration, we, we talk about the restoration of things, mm. right? We'll say of keys, of the church, of truth, of covenants, of ordinances. But really the restoration is about a restoration of all those, mm-hmm. of, of the people. people. And we, we've talked about it with Joseph, right? It was the right. restoration of a boy. And we, we watched that it really is the restoration of every single one of us yeah and, all those and all those things are important but it's it's like he's saying i restored these things so that i could restore a people right the emphasis is on the people and these things are the means to the end why did i restore prophets so that i could restore all people eventually why did i restore covenants so that the book of mormon so that mm-hmm. right that that yeah, could eventually so good. happen oh, i got so excited and I I love him this down. <laughs> 15 when he says then wherefore lift up your hearts and rejoice and gird up your loins and take upon you my whole armor that ye may be able to withstand the evil day having done all that ye may be able to stand. And I just love that. Can you imagine you're just walking down the road, then you stop to just chat with an angel for a second. And then the angel's like, okay, it really doesn't matter. That wine doesn't matter. Go home, make your own. That's going to be fine and actually safer for you because we don't know what your enemies are doing. And then they just get chatting and and he's like, oh, while we're talking about the sacrament, there's, there's going to be this, this awesome sacrament, sacrament. <laughs> and the, and guess who's going to come? And then he's like, oh, Joseph, you know, it's your friend Moroni and it's going to be Elias and Elijah and Peter, James and John. And you're going to meet Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and, you know, that whole conversation. And so rejoice and lift up your hands and, and all or your hearts. I mean, and, but I also love when he's like, buck up, little camper also, right? Like, gird up your loins. Well, there is and, a work and, ahead of and you. And if you remember the context, that's what he's been thinking about. Could you imagine he's on his way and the first comment is, don't go buy their wine. It's probably poison. And Joseph's <laughs> like, oh my gosh. Our sacrament now for the love. Like you're messing up our baptisms and you're yes. messing up our confirmations. Yes. And now, now we can't even take we can't the, even sacrament. Take the sacrament because you're 
to poison us. And I love that he's saying like both of those together. Like, yeah. listen, yes. good things ahead. So much is so much is ahead of you. Adam on Diamond is coming and Armageddon. So you got like you gotta <laughs> yeah, get ready to rejoice for both of also them. Also gird up your loins. Right. And you love that thought that he's like, listen, we're gonna help you be able to stand. We're gonna help you. And then he's gonna go into what we know from Ephesians. And it's actually really fun to read these two right next to each other. So when you're doing your come follow me you're going to want to pull out your New Testament and your Doctrine and Covenants side by side because you just, it's in the reading of both that you get a full knowledge of what is taking place here. Um, he's going to talk about all of the things that we're so familiar with, the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, the boots of the gospel of peace. <laughs> Do you like that they're boots? He yeah. says your feet shot, so I made him boots. Okay. Uh, the helmet of salvation, the shield of faith, the sword of my spirit. I think it's so interesting when we read about these that it's not like you can just be proficient in one. Yeah. That it's really the combination of all of them, all six, that become so important. And I love thinking there as we go through that, what Elder Packer taught, that these, this armor is handcrafted in the home and then I love this line and fitted to every individual and I've often thought to myself as I look at my kids how is their armor all six pieces and is there a certain piece of it that I need to refit or we need to recraft in our home is there something that I could do to help with this I'll never forget a conversation I had one afternoon and my kids had come home from school and they had been in seminary and they'd been learning in Ephesians about the armor of God. And my son, Josh, who just has always been the kid who's interested in the battle, right? The dragons and the armor and all of that stuff. And he's like, I just, I want to think about all of these pieces. And, and he was, you know, going through all of them. And then as we were reading, we were drawing it. And he said, but who has your back? Like, where's your armor for the back of you? And this could be a really awesome lesson to do with your kids because you want to turn to Isaiah. Um, I think my favorite one is in 58, but let me just go there really quick right now. In Isaiah 58, he's going to talk about, so you'll go through and how the lesson works the best is go ahead and draw all the pieces and your guy. Yeah, and, and then as you go through, you can just think about, it's neat, the instruction that comes with each one, right? For example, like um, the belt is supposed to protect your loins, which obviously mm -hmm. is symbolic for chastity, right? And he teaches you in each spot where he's just like, what, what's gonna protect chastity the best? Oh, truth. What's gonna protect your heart or your feelings the best, right? So go through and, and it's fun to think symbolically, what's the head represent? Yes. Oh, thoughts. And how can thoughts of salvation protect my mind? You know, mm -hmm. what, what happens if I picture Jesus? And I love Jesus, to think about, you know, and it's yeah, like, when you're thinking about salvation, to go to the cross. And what, what do we have by virtue of the cross? To think about overcoming sin, overcoming death, but also to think about grace, which when you're thinking about the armor, who doesn't want enabling strength? Right. When you think about that. So there's just so many key words that you could build out upon. And then it's Isaiah 52 that you want to go to. Isaiah 52, 12. He says this, 
For ye shall not go out with haste, nor go by flight. For the Lord will go before you, and the God of Israel will be your re-reward. And then we don't use that word, re-reward. Isaiah loved that word. (laughs) We would say rear guard. And I love that thought that the God of Israel will be your rear guard. And when we were drying it out that day, just sitting on the couch in the family room, Josh just wrote at the bottom of his paper, Jesus, and then a colon, and then it said, I've got your back. And I was like, that is so awesome. Don't you want to just think of that when you think about the armor of God? Yeah, and I love what you talked about when sometimes you look at the, the world around you. And I love this spot where he says, and, and take the sword of my spirit, which I will pour out upon you. And my word, which I will reveal unto you and be agreed as touching all things. That it's just like, there's no aspect of your life or culture Mm-hmm. or question that that can't be helped by the spirit like it's just oh, like don't you just picture it just like coming down and filling all the gaps and all the places where you are wondering and, and thinking about yeah. things and I just we had a conversation um, you know a couple weeks ago just about even um, people asking a lot of questions about wearing the temple garment which you can't help but think about when you when you talk mm. about this little section right yeah. here, where you're, um, and and there's a lot of cultural ideas and, and trends and, and thoughts and talks about that, and it's just like, um, as we're having that conversation, we just talked about, well, what do people need? Maybe they need a little bit of truth, right, to help understand what that actually is and what it means, and and the idea that oh, I I can be covered in grace i can be covered in sacrificial love i can be covered in a symbol of of jesus laying down his life for me and just all of those things that, that you're talking that about that thought just, of that protection right um as a covering then all of a sudden you know the why behind um that question you know why do we wear this but you love this is one of the places that helps take you to the why right Yes, absolutely. Where it's like, tell me why I want to have truth and righteousness and peace and faith and spirit. And it's like, well, because there is an enemy and I want you to be able to enjoy the wedding supper. I want you to be able to like rejoice. Mm-hmm. I want you to be protected and I want you to be be safe in, in that. And so um, that phrase, just touching all things is, is so comforting. Yeah, it's so that it's good. just like, there's nothing that won't be impacted by this. So um, that's awesome. Isn't 27 cool? Or yeah, it's just and like- we love 27. You're probably gonna wanna spend your most of your time with your family or whoever you do your discussion with in 27. 28 will just be quick. Um, there's a, a really simple lesson that you wanna learn here. Yeah, and it's one that we're super familiar with today because it's kind of been the tradition of the, the order of the church for so many years that we're accustomed to it. but. In section 28, Hiram Page was an early member of the church, early defender of the faith, fantastic man who had a seer stone and was receiving revelations from that seer stone about Zion and where and how it's going to be built up. And um, and they were not correct. He was being deceived by them. And so 28 is sort of the, the question Joseph takes to the Lord. What do I do about the Hiram Page situation? Um, the Whitmers are kind of believing, you know, and Oliver Cowdery is sort of believing this too. And it's like, there just isn't like a, 
you know, section one said, all can speak in the name of the Lord. Mm -hmm. I mean, that hasn't come yet, but that idea is out there, right? And so here is the Lord just kind of establishing an order and a pattern for revelation for the entire church. And you love what we learn about that, which we're going to go through quickly. But I also love that the Lord says to Joseph, okay, we're going to teach this to Oliver. And then Oliver can go teach it to Hiram. And I also love that order of saying to Joseph, you and Oliver have to be on the same page. You are leading the church. You both have to understand this and have a testimony of it. And once you both have received a testimony or a witness that this is how the church is going to work, then Oliver can go and tell Hiram, this is actually how the church functions. And I love that that's kind of the order of how it's set out. We have on your list right here that you can go through and see, here's the things that he tells Oliver he can do. And then there's the list of things that he's like, but don't do this. And it's fun to just go through quickly and see. In verse um, one of 28, he says, you can teach. But in verse two, he says, but you don't receive commandments for the church. You can receive revelation for yourself and revelation that will allow you to teach, but you don't receive commandment for the church. And then in four, he's going to say, you can be led by the spirit, Oliver, both to speak things that need to be said in the moment and to teach. But in um, five and six, he tells them, but you don't write commandments and you also don't receive commandments for the prophet, yeah. that I'm, I will tell the prophet what to do. And then in 28.8, he tells them, Behold, I say unto you, you're going to go to the Lamanites, and um, you're going to be able to receive that revelation for what you should teach them. But again, you don't write those revelations that you receive as commandments. And I love that he's going back and forth and saying, this is true about my church. Every single member of this church can receive revelation. Mm -hmm. Every member can. But what you have to remember is it's not for the whole church. It's for you. It's, It's for your calling. It's for your mission. It's for your home. You're going to receive revelation in all of those places. I love that so much. Me too. And I also love that in kind of connection with 27, that there's this idea of like, the reason I'm going to create an order is to protect you. And and just to make sure that there isn't a lot of option for, for being deceived. And it's so easy to be. And so, mm. but don't let that make you feel like I am really restrictive because I'm actually super liberal. Mm with my revelations, but we just need to make sure that there's this order of, of protection because he says, um, you know, those revelations that Hiram is receiving about Zion. Let me go ahead and tell you where Zion's going to be built up and let you look forward to that. And, and, and he starts to give him all those things. This other part that we love so much, it's so awesome in verse 11, where he just, you know, Hiram's been deceived. And he says to Oliver, take your brother Hiram page, between him and thee alone and tell him the things that, that he's written down are, are um, he was deceived by those. And it's, it's just really sweet that mm-hmm. the Lord is like, does not come down with a hammer or anything like yeah. that, but comes and he says, this is really important that the two of you just go one-on-one with and each other. And I love other. in 14 when he's like, settle all these things, Oliver, mm-hmm. let's get everything settled. And then Go open your mouth and declare the gospel. There's one other part in here I love, and it's in verse 15. It says this, And it shall be given thee from the time thou shalt go, 
until the time thou shalt return, what thou shalt do. And sometimes I wish we would just write that one verse up and put it somewhere in our house so we could remember the importance of that, that God does things line upon line. And he does it from time upon time. He's going to give us the next right step and then the next right step. And that's why it's so important for Oliver and Hiram to learn how revelation works and who it works for because from the time until the time, revelation is going to come. That's what's going to happen. Yeah. And they're going to learn things line upon line and they're going to get the next right step and then the next right step. And that is true. God is going to work in each of us like that, but it's going to be for our little corner of the vineyard that we're in. And then President Nelson will just keep his yellow pads next to his bed and he will wake up in the middle of the night and he will write down the revelation for the entire church and that's his job and and we just love this little moment of remembering this is your place and it and it, it there is an important work in your place but just remember your place yeah and once i combine together the revelations that you receive for your sphere of influence and the revelations from the yellow pad for everybody all of those will come spilling together and they will count for all the things you know that i am yep. going to restore so eventually i can restore all people yeah like we so need good. your part yes we need your part yeah so good okay okay see you, see next, you week. next week this audio was taken from a youtube video from our youtube channel you can find us on youtube at don't miss this also, sign up for our newsletter at don'tmissthisstudy.com and you can follow us on Instagram at Emily Bell Freeman and at Mr. Dave Butler. Thanks for listening. Bye.